Thanks for joining us at Faith Bible Chapel. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and brings you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service, find a small group, or simply find out more about the church, stop by our website at www.faith.church. We're continuing this series on Jesus being the light of the world, looking at the Christmas story and pulling from it what, what it is that God wants to say to us. And even in this busy season right now, it's important that we slow down and we hear what God wants to say to us through this message. And so this whole idea is this. All of us have been busy. We've been running. We've had parties. We've had different meetings. We've, we do different things with family. And so many times Christmas can get so crazy and so busy that we, we, that we miss that the God of the universe wants to speak to you. And I just want to remind you this morning that out of this message and out of the Word of God, that God is here, and He wants to speak to you. He wants to transform you. He wants to change you. He wants to minister to things in your life that you feel are maybe broken this season. He wants to deal with some of the areas of our lives that maybe we keep to ourselves and we tuck away and we think it's too painful to deal with. But the truth is, is that the Lord, through, through the message from the manger, wants to speak to you today. That's why I titled this, this, uh, this message today, Good News from a Manger. That there is good news that Christmas tells us. And it's not just a season. It's just not about trees. It's just not about, about presents. It's about the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ that has come through Jesus Christ that came to be a babe in a manger. So I want you to just take a deep breath today. I want you to relax. I want you to receive what is called the good news of Jesus Christ. He does want to meet you today. He does want to transform you today. And so we're going to be really looking at the power of this message. And so let's, let's jump in here. This is the passage we've used throughout this month, Luke chapter 2. Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken, uh, taken of the entire Roman world. <clears throat> and everyone went their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee to Judea. To Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, showed up, freaked them out, appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around, around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, now this is, this is really what I'm focusing on today, do not be afraid, I bring you good news, everybody say good news, that will cause great joy, say great joy, for all People, these two phrases, good news and great joy, are very important. A lot of times when, when someone hears or thinks of church, they don't always think of good news and great joy. They think, of, they, they think of condemnation and they don't have a lot of fun there. But that's not the message of Jesus. The message of Jesus is that this is good news and this is full of great joy. Have you ever met a, a cranky Christian? Anybody ever met one of those? Don't point at them, but have you met one? <clears throat> Somewhere along the way, we think our faith as we walk out or our belief in Jesus. Well, you know, before I got saved, I had a lot of fun. But after I got saved, I'm really serious now. That's not the way it should be. Joy is something that comes out of the message of Christmas. We should, Christians should be the happiest people on the planet. We absolutely, we absolutely should. 
There's a, there's a missionary that we, that we work with, Ajay and Nancy, in Thailand, and, he, and they have all these, they have a lot of orphans, and they take care of them, and I've been there several times, and so what he says, he gets up in front of all of them, and he says, listen, are you happy? They say, yes, I'm happy. He says, then tell your face. And sometimes we as Christians, especially Christians, we need to remember this, the, the good news, and, and there's great joy. Sometimes we need to tell our face we're actually full of joy, amen? It's Christmas is a big deal. So why does a baby born, think about this, 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem matter? Why does it matter? Why are there billions of people around the planet every year that stop everything to celebrate Christmas? And the answer to that is this. Christmas is the best news. And the message of Christmas is the best news that you're ever going to hear. You're not going to hear a greater message than the message of Christmas it is the greatest news, it's the best news, and it's what's called the good news, which is where we get the, the term, the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus Christ, and I want you to receive that good news from the manger today, and there's a message to you today, and I'm going to be talking about one of my most favorite topics of all of the Bible, and I want to give you a little, a, a little hint, too. It's God's favorite, too. I want to talk to you about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So many times we, we come in and and we think, you know, well, hey, tell me something I've never heard before. Or tell me something that, that you don't really know, but you think it's something. No, no, I'm going to tell you something today that is rock solid, that can anchor your faith, that can bring life to you, that can transform you. If this is the only thing you ever heard from the Bible, this will be the only thing you will ever need all through eternity. And so the message from the manger is this. Number one, Jesus has come to teach and to show us truth. <clears throat> Jesus has come to teach you and to show you what truth really is. That's why Jesus said in John 18, he said this, the reason I was born. Isn't that interesting? The reason I was born. Jesus said this in his 30s. He says, the reason I was born, the reason why I was born in a manger, the reason why I came that starry night was into the world was to testify to the truth. From the manger all the way to the cross, Jesus had one mission, and that's to tell us the truth, which is actually really refreshing because I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but truth is actually hard to come by nowadays. It really is. It's hard to believe anything because everybody puts everything on, on, on the internet or on a blog or on their social media. And anybody can say anything about anybody with no accountability at all. And there's no reprise, there's no checks, there's no balances, there's no, and judgments are made. And it's all based on opinion. It's really hard to know the truth. Even the news doesn't speak the truth. You're like, what's that? Th Do they really mean this? What does this really mean? Because everything is leaning towards an agenda, even in our own personal lives. We ignore truth so that we can lean towards our own agenda. We have so many people actually in the world, actually especially on the internet, they, are, they have expert opinions with zero experience. Most in today's culture, even for us as, as humanity, and guys, this, this message is going to lean into us, and I'm praying it's going to expose some things in our lives, and then we're going to apply the gospel, and we're going to experience the good news and the great joy. But most of the, in our culture... We comment or we like stuff that, that affirms our opinion or we dislike stuff that, that, that disagrees with our opinion. There's no facts involved in our liking or disliking. And this is dangerous. This is where our world is. It's dangerous. 
Then you have those who, who live the surface life image through social media. media. They live a fantasy land where they articulate their own truth or their social media is about them painting the picture of the life they want to live, not the life they're actually living. And they think that's real life, but on the inside they know they're a sham and they're not living the truth. So where can you get truth? How do I know the truth? What, I, I, I don't want opinions. I don't want, I, want, I don't want to know what you think. I want to know what is actually true. It's one of the reasons why I made the decision at 18, I'm going to go to Bible college because I had all these different opinions about, about God and about what the Bible says and what it means. And no, I know it says that, but it really means this. And I know it means this, but it really says that. And I was like, this is crazy. I just want to know the truth. There has to be a line in the sand that we can say, this is true, period. Stop. And so I went to Bible college because I wanted, I, I didn't go to become a pastor. I didn't go to, 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 to professionally do anything or vocationally do anything. I went so that I could know the truth because that's what I wanted in my life. I just wanted to know the truth. And if that's you today, if you just truly want to know the truth, if you want to know what you can anchor your life to today, that's what Christmas is all about. Jesus, Jesus coming to this earth, you know, after he came to the earth, this earth, you don't have to wonder what truth is anymore. We can know it. That's why Jesus said this in John 14. He says, I am the way. Everybody say the way. I'm the truth. Say the truth. And I'm the life. Say the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. This statement that Jesus made, this is a biggie. This is, this is, this is a big one. It's a dividing line in the sand about truth, the way we live our lives, and the, and the benefit that comes from him in our lives. This is an absolute truth, absolutely. This truth will never change. And this is difficult in a world that rejects absolute truth. Actually, the only absolute truth that they believe is that there is no absolute truth, absolutely. And Jesus said, I'm the way. I am the way. He didn't say, I'm a way. He didn't say, I'll show you the way. He didn't say, I'm an optional way. He didn't, say, he didn't even say, I'm the quickest way to heaven. He said, I am the way. I'm it, period. Look no further. And that, this, this statement of Jesus forces us to really say, okay, if you are the way, then I'm going to align with that truth. If it's not the truth, that means there are billions of people celebrating this whole religious, phony, fraud, fake Christian celebration of Christmas. And that's not true. This is the real deal. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the only way. He says, I'm the truth. He didn't say, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the truth. He didn't say, I'm some of the truth. He didn't say, I'm, I'm partially true. He said, I'm it, I'm the, I'm it. It stops with me. He embodied truth. And he said, I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And when you come to Jesus, you begin this relationship with him. And all of us know this today. And the reason why I'm sharing this, I think so many times we can walk in our Christian faith, we can lose the, the awe of the gospel because we're chasing all the other mysteries that I'm not saying they're not important. I'm just saying this is the most important thing today is the gospel. Jesus tells us the truth. When you come into a relationship with him, he offers you something. 
Now, for us, in a friendship, that friendship can offer you something. Or in a marriage, that, that, that relationship with the spouse can offer you something, a healthy, a healthy relationship. Or people in the church, that offers you something. Or other family members, that relationship offers you something. Here's the great thing. When you come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, he, you know what he offers you? He tells you the truth. He tells you the way it is. You don't ever have to guess what he's thinking. He never manipulates you. He never tells you half-truths. To get you to believe something else, he's straight up with you. He's straight up with his love. He doesn't say, you, you, you know what, I love you, but you better earn it. No, he says, I love you. You never have to earn it. You could never earn it anyway, and I love you anyway. You don't have to prove anything to him. He just loves you because he's truth. And if you say, I, 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 don't, I don't like your truth or I don't agree with your truth, that's fine. His truth isn't changing. It's not going anywhere. He is the truth. Look no further. The Bible that was written by God through men is completely 100% true. Do you believe that? And what I love about, well, how do you know God's always about truth? Listen, if, if, if I wrote the Bible, you wrote the Bible, you would have left a lot of stuff out of the Bible. Because it's stuff that didn't make people look very good. When you read the Bible, it's full of stories of terrible things. Abuse, rape, incest, greed, violence, deceit, treachery, adultery. Why? Why, why does the Bible say that? Because God always tells the truth. He's not, he doesn't hide anything from you. He just tells it the way it is. He doesn't lie to you or withhold information from you to manipulate you. Well, I, I don't want to give you this information because what if you come to this conclusion? No, he is full up, straight up. He's truth. And he is what we need. The truth of the gospel is what we need. The truth of God's word is what we need. And there's a great benefit basing your life on truth. Many times we think, you know, well, truth is limiting. And, and I, I don't want to totally know truth. Or, or we try to change truth so it fits our life or our lifestyle. But Jesus was very clear. There are benefits of living by truth. John 8, 32, he says, and he's speaking of himself, you will know the truth, speaking of me, and that truth, or I, will set you free. Truth will set you free, because we're all seeking after freedom, especially us Americans. God bless America. <laughs> but that's us. We, we want freedom. Now, let, let me tell you something. The gospel of Jesus Christ, you need to know something. I want you to, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Just please hear me today. Freedom, your freedom doesn't come from a government. You said amen, but do you believe that? I've seen some of you freaking out and melting down. Your freedom doesn't come from whoever it is that God places in the White House or doesn't place in the White House. I hope you understand that. Your freedom doesn't come from doing whatever you want. Then I have freedom. Freedom comes from living your life based on the truth of God's word and the, and the, and the reality of who God is. The good news is the truth that makes you free. Now, here, here's the deal, though, with, with truth. Yes, it makes you free, but the bad news is that first it makes you miserable because you realize Maybe there are areas in my life that aren't lined up with truth. Because we as humans, we don't want to hear truth. We want to hide from truth. 
We want to ignore truth. We like our fantasy land. We like to pretend the truth doesn't exist. Our truth is relative. We like to get other people to support our own truth so it can ease our own conscience so we can continue to live our our own lives the way that we want. But the Bible says that when you know the truth, when you come to grips and align your life with the truth of God's word and the truth of who he is, it will set you free completely. That's what Jesus came. That's the message from the manger. And this whole month we've been looking at the light of Jesus and how it shines in our life and how it brings healing and how it brings hope, how it brings peace to the areas of all of our lives. Every one of us in this room need the light of Jesus in our lives in a way that we, that we need more today than we did yesterday. And I know that many of you who are here, I know those who are joining us online, I know that there are probably areas of every one of our lives that have been darkened by pain, darkened by disappointment, darkened by sin, or you're going through a very dark season, a dark time. Maybe you're going through economical darkness or financial darkness. Maybe your marriage is is going through some tough, dark times, or maybe you're having some personal darkness or emotional confusion or issues, some, some health issues, and you feel like you're going through dark times, and you are going through dark times. The truth of God is the light for you to help you navigate your dark seasons, to help you navigate your, the darkness of, of a broken heart, or the darkness of a disappointed situation. You don't, have, you don't have to guide your own path, thank God. You just need to rest in the message of Christmas and the message from the manger that Jesus has come into this world to give you truth, and that truth will give you light as you navigate and walk with him. The message of the manger is God saying to you, I am here to show you what to do next. I'm here to help you through your darkness. I'm here to heal you. I'm here to give you peace. And here's the question. As God always extends that truth to you, that hope to you, he never forces himself on anyone. The question for us this Christmas season is, will you let him shine his light into your life? Will you let him do that? The next message from the manger is number two. Jesus has come to restore what was lost. I don't know if you're aware of this or or not, but this world isn't perfect. Are you aware of that? (laughs) The Bible says, actually the the only time that this was true, the Bible says that when God made the world, it was perfect at at that moment. The Garden of Eden, there was no sorrow. No suffering, no sin, no problems, no tears, no pressure, no pain, no toils. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Everything was perfect. Adam and Eve's relationship, they never argued. When they, when they asked where they were going to go out to eat, they always agreed. It was perfect. But when man sinned and Adam chose to disobey God... Sin entered the world, and now the world is broken. We live in a fallen world. You know what a fallen world means? It means things don't work right. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed your body doesn't always work right? The weather doesn't work right. Our relationships don't always work right. 
Economy doesn't always work right. There's nothing perfect on this planet except for the Word of God and His truth. The Word of God is always true. And the truth is this, that everything has been affected There are things, everything has lost something, lost its original purpose, and it's been corrupted and been hampered because of sin. The Bible says that Jesus came to this earth to restore the lostness of what sin caused in the world and in our lives. He came to restore that which was lost. He came to rebuild that which is broken. And he came to renew that which had fallen apart. That's the message from the manger. And here's the truth. And some of the things I don't totally understand on this side of, the, of, of eternity, some will be restored on this earth and some will be fully restored when we get to heaven. But either way, your trust in Jesus Christ is what eventually will bring complete and full restoration to your life. No more lostness, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more bitterness, no more offended spirit, no more pain, no more mental illness, no more physical illness. We will be complete set free from the curse of sin that's the good news but that's why Jesus came the message of the of the from the manger is this Luke 19 is simply this the son of man came he was born to seek and to save the lost he was born to seek and save the lost our direct relationship with God Our friendship with God. He came to restore that. That which was lost. Mankind was made to have a relationship with him. Jesus came to save that was lost from that relationship. All of the things that were intended to be perfect are no longer perfect. It was lost because man threw it away by disobeying God. That's why Jesus came. And this whole idea, here's the other truth, is that humanity, without Jesus, you are lost. That's the message From the manger. Without Jesus, you are lost. And just because you say someone is lost does not mean it's demeaning or doesn't mean that they're inferior. It has nothing to do with that. It actually means the exact opposite. If you know something's lost, this means it has value to you. Listen, the reality is this. If I lost a pencil, I don't care. If I lost my computer, I'm going to turn my house upside down. Why? Because that's important to me. And when you recognize something is lost, what you're recognizing is that they have incredible, incredible, significant value. But the value of something is shown by how much someone is willing to search for it. So what's your value? Well, what did, what did God do for you? He sent his only son for you. He, he, he gave his, his only son, not one of his sons, He only had one, and he sent him to this earth. And Jesus, because of his love for you, because you were lost, he began to walk it out to the cross. He became, he he came to be the lamb of God. He came to be the sacrifice. He came to be the Passover lamb. He came to fulfill all those things, not just for a, a particular people group, but for the whole world. Why? Because you have incredible value. Lostness implies value. We're all spiritually lost without a relationship with Jesus 
Christ. That's why Matthew 20 says this. For the Son of Man did not come to be served. He didn't come to be a religious leader. He didn't come to, to build his own, his own kind of world, earthly world. But he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's why he came. The truth is this. Jesus didn't stay in a manger. He walked, that, he walked his life out. He lived, a, he lived a, a perfect life that you and I couldn't live. And he lived it for us. Then he took the sin that you and I couldn't pay for upon himself. And he became, he became the price of your sin. He became it. And many of us try to save ourselves from being lost. We try to keep up an image because it makes us feel less lost. <clears throat> we try to tear other people down because it makes us not feel as lost. There are things that we, that we try, but the reality is we need a Savior. That's the message from the manger. That we need a Savior that can come in and transform our lives. The lostness, even of the brokenness of of. 2019, we're looking at 2020, and all of us start thinking, what do I want to do differently? What am I asking God for? I, I, maybe I want to reinvent myself in 2020. Because all of us have things in 2019 that we wish we hadn't have done. All of us have habits in 2019 that we wish we would have changed. All of us do. All of us have regrets. All of us, there are things that happened this year that we wish never would have happened. All of us have guilt or all of us have pain because of what someone has done to us. All of us have inflicted pain because of what we've done to somebody else. And here's the the message from the manger. There's no reason for you to carry that anymore. That's why he came. Because you couldn't carry it. You couldn't pay the price. You couldn't walk out the brokenness in your own family. There are things that you do and afterwards you think, why do I do that? There are things that you, how you respond to your children. Afterwards, you think, why do I do that? Because you're broken. And we are on a journey. If you will rely on Jesus to be conformed to the image of Christ, you're not, you're never going to be perfect. I promise you that. But the message from the manger says that, but we can allow him to heal the lostness and the brokenness in our own lives. Jesus is the answer to whatever it is you're facing. And so we're going to walk that together. That's the beautiful message of the gospel and the message for the manger. Number three, the third message from the manger is Jesus has come to give you life. He's come to give you life, not just half life, not just kind of life. He's come to give you life. That's why in John 10.10 he said, my purpose, Jesus said, that his purpose is to give a rich and satisfying life. Notice what Jesus didn't say. Jesus didn't say, I've come that you might have religion. That's what I came. I came that you'd have to dress funny and then go into a weird building. He didn't say that. He didn't say, I've come that you, so you can have more rules and regulations. That's why I've come. That's why. Nope. He didn't say, I've come that you could have restrictions. No. He didn't say, I've come that I can make you religious. And make you, make you base your value off of how good you are, how many regulations you fulfilled. He said, I've come that you might have life and have life abundantly to be satisfying and rich and eternal life. Here's the question. Are there areas of your life 
that don't feel rich and don't feel satisfying? Let let me just ask you a question. Some class participation today. How many of you could admit that there are areas of your life that don't feel rich and don't feel satisfying? Raise your hand. That's most of us sitting next to a few liars. (laughs) All of us have areas that we recognize it's not satisfying. It's not rich. That's why Jesus came. And this is a journey we're going to be on our whole life. You don't come to Jesus and all of a sudden, hey, I'm perfect. No. It's a journey. And it's a journey of even recognizing there are areas of my life that are broken. Why do I do this? Well, that's connected to some pain of of my childhood, or pain in, in my journey, or man, out of because of this relationship, it really hardened my heart, and, and it's difficult. It's a journey of allowing the beauty of the message of Christmas into our lives. And the truth is this: most of us never really live. We we exist. We just go through things, and we we get up in the morning. We go to work, and then we come home and we watch TV and then we go to bed and then we get up in the morning and we go to work and then we watch TV and then we go to bed and then we get up in the morning and we go to work and then we watch some TV and then we go to bed and then the next day we get up in the morning and we go to work we watch TV and then we go to bed and then you know on a really good day we get up in the morning and we go to work and then we watch TV and then we go to bed and then we relax on the weekends and then Mondays we do it again and we're like man I'm living life whoo hallelujah there's nothing wrong with those things But that's not what gives you a full life. We're just existing without the reality that Jesus has come to give us life. And God wants to give us a life of meaning, a life of purpose, a life of direction, a life of of something in you that learns that this is why I'm alive today on this earth. Many people can't live today because they're living in yesterday. They're living in the hurts from the past. They're living, actually they view today through everything of the past. So we can't have any meaningful relationships because the relationships of yesterday have tainted us to be able to have relationships today. We can't, we can't really walk in full joy because of, of some disappointments of the past that we can't, get, we can't really get through because we're hurting on the inside. And so all of these th- different things, many of us can't live the life today because we're living in yesterday. And that's the beauty about the message of, from the manger is that Jesus came to wipe your yesterday away and to give you a new, brand new day today. That means you might have to do that every day. Lord, today I walk in the life that you offer me today. God, yesterday hurt, yesterday stunk, yesterday was painful, but today I'm walking in the beauty of who you are and the reality that you've come to give me life. And I choose your life. I choose your truth. I choose your hope. And Jesus meets us there. You might be thinking, Jason, no, no, that can't be. I don't believe God has it for me or I can't even imagine what walking in life and living a life to the fullest even looks like. I can't even imagine. That's okay. You don't have to. Even the Bible says that in 1 Corinthians. It says, no eye has seen and no ear has heard. 
And no mind has imagined. In other words, you cannot imagine. We are processing through our human minds. You cannot imagine what God has for you if you will apply the gospel to your life every day. You can't imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. My friends, this is good news. And this is the message from the manger that he loves you. That his truth is always right. That his life for you is satisfying and it's rich. But the message from the manger is this. You will always need more of him every day of your life. You'll need more of him. We're all in different places in our journey. We all have different aspects of our journey. We all have pain in certain areas and others that hinders us and Causes us to have to wrestle with all of that, but you don't have to wrestle and walk with that alone. The message of the manger is that I've come for you. I've come for you. I've come with your name on my mind because you can't do this alone. I don't want you to live life without me. I don't want you to have to walk through the brokenness and the pain. I've come to rescue the, the lostness in your, in your life that's because of sin. And I've come to satisfy you. I've come to give richness in your life. I've come to give you peace. I've come to give you hope. You don't have to walk this alone. Many of us, after we walk with the Lord for a long time, we think, you know what? I I just got to do this myself. I just got to figure it out myself. And I'll just be a good Christian and suck it up, buttercup. Come on, I'm going to get this thing done. That's not living by the gospel. The gospel says... I have brokenness. I have things that are that have lost. I have dark areas of my life. And Jesus, I need you today. And the message of Jesus to us is I'm just waiting for an invitation. And so may this Christmas season for all of us be a season we invite the preciousness and the love of Jesus deep into our hearts. We don't keep it at a, at a distance because we're, we're ashamed. We don't keep it at a distance because of my past. We don't keep it at a distance. We, we say, Lord, I want you. And I'm not worthy, but your truth, your word says that while I was yet a sinner, you still came for me. In other words, I did nothing, nothing to deserve a relationship with you. And you are pursuing me. So I'm going to just respond and let you into my life and bring healing to me. And I'm going to let the message from the manger to the cross be the theme of my life. And I embrace that today. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you'd like to watch a service live online, you can join us every Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. at live.faith.church. For everything else, check our website at www.faith.church.